Hi, Lot here. I just want everyone to know that the episode you are about to listen to is previously recorded and posted. Uh, happy holidays from everybody here at Close the Door and Come Here. Closing the door, get out. No, no, stay, stay. There, there's more. There's a, there's a whole episode. Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Well, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post, joined with Eon. Hey, this is Eon. I'm Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile. Hi, this is Guile. I'm Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky Chikrin on Tumblr. And returning guest, uh, Donkey Leg. Hey, I'm Donkey Leg, Donkey underscore Leg. On Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're we back. Underscores and hyphens. It's awesome. <laughs> we have our so fancy, cool. fancy like that. Donkey leg and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in the books. Um, we're going to go through the Catelyn chapters, um, starting, of course, with reading A Game of Thrones, uh, Catelyn 1. So obviously, spoilers for the A Song of Ice and Fire series and perhaps the Game of Thrones show might get thrown in there. Um, but first, I just wanted to like discuss why Catelyn? Why have we decided to go this route? Guile? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing it. Um, for me, I, okay, for me, it came down to um, two characters, either Bran or Catelyn. And for me, um, I, I guess honestly, I probably if it was totally up to me, I probably would have picked Bran because I love his chapters and I love like the mystical, the mysticism of them. But with Catelyn, I think one of the things that we forget, you hear like you think, oh, the Red Wedding, but you forget that we see Stannis and Renly and Brienne through her for the first time, and then we see, um, you know, Jamie. All we see of him in Clash of Kings is, is through Cat. We see things like true, the is. King in the North. We see the Whispering Wood. We see the Eyrie. We see King's Landing. I mean, she tra- travels all over Westeros, and we really see a lot of the people that will be become more important in future books, like for the very first time through her eyes. So I think it's really exciting for me to kind of like, we've never talked about Ned or, you know, or barely talked about mm-hmm. Stannis or like any of these people. So it's really exciting. I think um, so too. To, to talk about them. Yeah. It feels like a, something a bit fresher to discuss that we don't really dwell in, delve into. And I'm not like a huge Catelyn fan. I don't dislike her. She's just, you know, she's, she's cool. She's okay. But I'm kind of excited about this, just to kind of approach the world through a different lens. Yeah, me too. Well, it's funny. We talked about doing Tyrion, you know, when we were talking about what chapters to do. Along That's who that, I was rooting for. As well. <laughs> There's 48 like chapters, people. It would literally be a year. Yeah, no, Tyrion would take forever. But I love Catelyn as a character. She's she's one of my top POVs. I, I like her when she, so. you know, goes through the change. <laughs> yeah, we know you like her better than <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so let's get into this. <laughs> so it's good to be back and hanging out in the Godswood at Winterfell, even if Catelyn isn't a fan. <laughs> she is, of course, from the south and finds the Godswoods of the Houses of the North a bit eerie. Catelyn finds Ned beneath the great werewood cleaning his great sword ice. They talk a bit about the execution of the deserter. Ned describes him as half mad and the fourth deserter this year. He's afraid he'll have to go beyond the wall one of these days to end Mance Raider. Catelyn doesn't like the thought of that, and Ned tells her she's been listening to too many of old Nan's stories. You know, there are no more others. There are no others, and there is supposed to be no direwolves either, she points out. Catelyn breaks the news of John Aaron's death to Ned. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always found it kind of interesting. She grew up in the Riverlands, and she was, you know, she, her religion is the Seven, and I've always considered, kind of c- compared that to almost like Catholicism. So I'm sure, like, her having to marry Ned and moving up there was just a total culture shock, because Ned, he worships the old gods, and that's pretty much just like, I guess, a Wiccan, I'd say. <laughs> Someone that wor- worships the trees and everything. So, so he's called a hippie. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's kind of a tree hugger. Yeah, tree he really it's so is. Funny I mean, because I feel like Cat embraces, like she kind of unwittingly embraces the old gods more than Ned does. Like Ned's the one poo-pooing everything, whereas Catelyn's the one who yeah, yeah. is sort of like yeah. letting herself feel it all. Uh huh. And with the omen, like I don't know if the first, obviously we'll get there. We'll get there. She brings it up. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of interesting that Martin sets it up so early though, too, because you do get the sense that Catelyn's yeah. kind of an outsider in this oh, yeah. world. You know, like he purposely does that. Yeah, right, right away. Though. Go ahead. I was right away as soon as she like starts hating on the Godswood in Winterfell, and like you know, it's painted as almost a pretty cool place, and for her to say she like doesn't like it, I found that pretty interesting. That you know they brought that up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is the way he writes and describes the Godswood. Yeah. I mean, it's like completely it lovingly. It yeah, sounds like yeah. awesome. Like I want to go hang out in the Godswood. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, it, 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 you know, it never made her feel happy or whatever. Like it wasn't her prissy Godswood from River Run, so it wasn't as good. Yeah, I mean, I think if I was to subscribe to any Westeros religion, it would be those the weirwood trees and the Godswoods and. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. You can keep your yeah, stuffy old seven. <laughs> would anyone else pick anything other than the old, other than the old gods? I, who would, who I've would never pick heard the of any drowned god or anybody? So you know. <laughs> can you, who would actually? I mean, the, the options are kind of scary. Like, who would actually like pick the drowned god or or a Ralor? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> red Red Ralu. <laughs> red Ralu. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, no, I love I love the way that George, you know, he, he one of the places that he he can excel when he wants to, I guess is the way I, I should put it, is in world building while also character building, and this is a really prime example of that. You're learning a lot about Cat, but you're also learning a lot about the world in the beginning of this chapter, and it's pretty impressive the way that he does it, and also the way that he kind of infuses a sense of history into the world. Is, is really, really good for fantasy anyway. I mean, you don't always yeah. see world building this well done. He's pretty good at this shit. Okay, so um, Ned asks Catelyn, you know, is this news certain that John Aaron's dead? And I have just a short little section that I select it. 
It was the king's seal, and the letter is in Robert's own hand. I saved it for you. He said Lord Aaron was taken quickly. Even Maester Pycelle was helpless. But he brought the milk of the poppy, so John did not linger long in pain. That is some small mercy, I suppose, he said. She could see the grief on his face. But even then, he thought first of her. Your sister, he said, and John's boy. What word of them? The message said only that they were well and had returned to the Erie. Catelyn said, I wish they had gone to River Run instead. The Erie is high and lonely, and it was ever her husband's place, not hers. Lord John's memory will haunt each stone. I know my sister. She needs the comfort of family and friends around her. <laughs> yeah, you know her really well. Yeah, that's Kat. just what she wants. Yeah, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine if Cat would have taken the kids and gone there? Like how pissed off Lysa would have been. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. I guess Lysa uh-huh. wouldn't have been, but Peter would have been like, you know, completely put out. Yeah. I think, or would he? I guess actually, I'm I'm, I'm being foolish. She would love it if Cat was there without her husband. <laughs> yeah, oh, gross. He would. <laughs> There'd be new threesome rumors throughout the kingdom. Ew. Oh. That's so sort of get out. <laughs> That's a magical thought. What I like about it though, it not only shows like like you said how well she really knows her sister, but it shows how Catelyn thinks like if Ned was to die, I mean not that that would ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um no. what she would want to do is she would want to go back to river run home so again it's kind of that i she just never i don't think ever really felt fully comfortable at winterfell as her home yeah. i think what's that's nice a good too, point i didn't even look at it like i like that's a good good point i think you get this you know you get a lovely sense of the kind of marriage that they have and like the love that she has for ned and we see them together so little in the books that it's kind of easy to, and you know, we know that she was supposed to marry someone else and that he was in love with someone else, that it's easy to forget that they weren't just, you know, these two people put into an arranged marriage. Like there was a real, you know, there was a real love and a real marriage there between them. Yeah. That line that they have where she says he's like, as always thinking of her first, Right. you know, that's, yeah, it says a lot about their marriage. So um, Ned wants her to take the children to the Eyrie to give comfort to Liza and her son, but Catelyn has more news for Ned. King Robert is coming. This news immediately excites Ned, and uh, it's kind of funny how he emotionally <laughs> I say, switches. Yeah, no, here, yeah I always thought that. Ned's real romance too. right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nedbert. Yeah. The birth of Nedbert. It's like John's dead. Uncle Who cares? Old news. Robert's coming. <laughs> Yeah, she even mentions his eyes. She's like, his eyes lit up like the, you know, like I forget the exact quote, but it was like, and the darkness left his eyes, and all of a sudden he was thinking of his man entering him. That's exactly what I read. I believe that was the quote. I believe that was the quote. So, the news of Cersei and her brothers um, also traveling with him does not excite him so much. Um, it's been about six or seven years since they last saw Robert, and Ned's thoughts immediately go into party planning mode. He's like, we gotta get food, gotta go hunting, there's gotta be singers. So he's excited about Robert coming, but whenever he finds out his wife and her family's coming, he's just like, oh man. <laughs> he wanted alone time with his boy. Yeah. Why does he like the one thing that it's like? What does he got against Tyrion? Just like general Lannisterness. 
I, I think, think so. I think it's Lannister knows. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. They came late to the party, right? That was one of the lines, is uh, late to the rebellion. Yeah, but Tyrion was like 12. <laughs> no excuse. <laughs> he's, a dwarf. he's a 12-year-old dwarf. Like, what did he expect him to do? <laughs> Actually, he, was young. he would have been younger than that. Younger, yeah, yeah. He's even younger, yeah. He would have been like eight. <laughs> oh, come on, Ned. Cut him a little slack. Hold him responsible. <laughs> well, he paints them all with yeah, one brush. Yeah, he would have been very helpful if he arrived to... Uh... Can you imagine t- eight-year-old Tyrion arriving into the throne room? <laughs> Aww. <laughs> it's kind of cute. I, it was, was kind of like the way, if you kind of look at what George is doing here, he's like setting up the concept of the fact that Kat herself is still loyal to her own family, like despite her marriage. This is something that kind of gets, I don't know, overlooked is the term I'm going to use in a lot of fantasy or even in historical fiction, I feel like, you know, it's like, women wouldn't lose all of their original allegiances just because they married into another family. But a lot of the time in historical fiction or fantasy fiction, you see women who've married into a family and they've completely thrown themselves into the new family. And Kat hasn't done that, but there's also kind of a second message here, which is that Cersei hasn't done this either. And it's kind of a warm up for what we're going to get into in the rest of the book that, you know, family loyalties run deep and sometimes they're more important than future alliances. Mm. Well, and it's interesting too, you know, cause I mean, Liza's mentioned so early and yet, you know, she becomes one of the women that absolutely, you know, rejects, you know, completely family rejects altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It is a short, it is a short chapter, but there is like a lot of these little gems in it. Like, you know, we get a, a talk of Mance Raider um, at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yep, um, yep. Ned we, talks about even how he's thought about building an army and going beyond the wall, which I think that would have been cool if it ever happened. But. Wouldn't that well, have it's been? It's so funny to know, you know, we find out books later that, you know, Mance was there. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true too. It I is so funny. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of amazing to see his name drop that early. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. So this yeah. this was a long, long thought. <laughs> long yeah, con. Yeah, seriously. And then what are the, the other things are, you know, they get, you get the hints of the dark forces behind the wall and that they're aware of yep. it in the north, yeah. kind of, even though now it's more fable than anything. Right. Uh-huh. And, and Ned just totally brushes off what Catelyn's feeling about, like, the stuff beyond the wall. And I'm just like, damn, she needs to. Catelyn's got some good instincts. It is weird that she, like, poo-poos the gods would, but then, yeah, like, has all these instincts, which is, like you guys said, almost opposite of her religion. But then, like, she, I don't know. She was, she is, I think she's scared of the old gods, like, uh, yeah, that but she sense, respects yeah. them. Exactly, know? yeah. Well, it's kind of funny opening. how, it's funny how their, their fears are opposing. Like, Catelyn's afraid of the things of the North and things north of the wall and the things that she doesn't understand yeah. well. She's not afraid of the politics of the South, which is what exactly. she's really not to be afraid Ned. of. And, and that's what Ned is definitely. Yeah, that of. is yeah. what Ned's afraid of. Yeah. And, yeah. and Ned should, should everybody should be worried about everything because it's all scary. Catelyn is an old school Catholic. I'm telling you that. That's what she is. Yeah, she, she believes in like see? yeah the devil taking people's bodies over yeah i could see that yeah so, like spirits and stuff but then yeah like exorcisms yeah. and stuff yeah oh yeah yeah i can tell the other thing yeah. that was, <laughs> the power of christ compels you <laughs> the other thing that was um so uh interesting to read in this chapter again was the lysa returning to the airy i mean I, I, you know looking back you know it's like huge it's a huge move yeah, it's a on big her deal. part. No one really thought about it, yeah. But dropped in here on first read, you'd be like, eh, whatever. 
Uh, that was pretty you cool. Just right. like trying to figure out who all these people are at this point, yeah. and you wouldn't yeah. even, you know. Well, and Kat herself is dismissing it. She she's like, oh, this must be an act of grief that she went mm-hmm. to the Erie. You know, I mean, like she just doesn't even think about the fact that oh, that's weird. Yeah, because no, like it's super. It is super strange. Like if you, you know, and and I do, do people know that they didn't have the best relationship her and her husband at this point? Like I, I don't remember. That's a good question. I don't think also, so but... because they talk about her grief, and I mean, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I think it's touched on, but I mean, Cat, Cat, and Ed—they were married for fifteen years. So, how many chances has she had to visit her her little sister since then? Yeah, I, don't well, think, I assume I don't really doesn't yeah. know her. That's what I was yeah. just going to say. They lived at King's Landing because, um, or you know, most of the time at King's Landing since he was the Hand. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, though. It's that's kind of what's sad about it is no one really knows Lysa. No one's close to her to know right. that she doesn't. Except really... for her son, who is a little too close. Too close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to bring us to the end of the chapter. Believe it or not. Um, wow. It's nice. I know he. Sh- he but- sure knows how to leave you wanting more. Like <laughs> yeah. It's I'm reading I'm reading this on the the illustrated books that came. Oh, the illustrated version that came out—it's wonderful. So there's cool? an illustration for every chapter, wow. and so it really makes you want to, especially with the chapters being this short at the beginning. You mm-hmm. just want to go on and see, okay, what's the next illustration? What's the next chapter? <laughs> yeah. um, Ned looks exactly like the guy who plays Benjamin, though, in the in that's the illustration. Really? That's so obnoxious. Well, I mean, he totally does because I think well, that's how you know, he's described. Of, kind of, right? Yeah. It's like how he's described. Yeah, it's yeah kind of startling how much but i feel like, like they him. should have just thrown sean bean in there like as a painting you know like just kind of like <laughs> just like sean. a random painting of sean, Here's a painting of sean. <laughs> he's like yeah. in a suit or like a from another movie <laughs> in, a, in his study with like a picture of sean bean hanging above like a where a dire wolf <laughs> so guile guile's definitely plugging the illustrated book <laughs> yeah. I, I think it sounds pretty cool for sure honestly it just makes like once I, you know, started looking at it, all I wanted was like, oh god, I can't wait till the next one comes out. Like, yeah, I yeah. want wins, but now I also equally want, well, not equally, but I also yeah, I was gonna say, illustrated clash. You hold your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, he's not. Did you guys them. hear this new speculation about wins being the last book? Like he's he's like I'm this is it like I'm just drawing it out so it's the last you know like we're not gonna get a dream. I never heard that I mean, that we're one. not going to get a dream. <laughs> either way, yeah, that's true. It's either way, we're not. But apparently it's by design. Oh, that'd be funny. And then someone else I was reading today, it's in, uh, what, like, proofreading. Like, it's being proofread as we speak, and it should be January, but, you know, I, do I believe it? Not really, but people are saying that. It's never coming out. <laughs> It'll be out by Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that would be magical. This well, that's that, that. What you know, George R. R. Martin could be Santa Claus for all we know. So he would be an awesome Santa Claus, right? He could definitely That'd pull off Santa Claus. He'd be immortal, and we might actually get the rest. Of the <laughs> yeah. yeah, but right? we wouldn't be alive to read it. That's the problem. No, we wouldn't be. No, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, we might get it, but in two hundred years, like they're gonna find it at the bottom of the North Pole. <laughs> Whether you can tell, like the fandom has just lost all hope. Like, like, Everyone's what so hope good. is there to have? I mean, come on, Chicky, you're such like a ray of sunshine. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It is pretty depressing. And the worst part is he doesn't talk about it. Like he'll talk about it once a year. Like, okay, I understand you're fed up, 
but you keep it silent with your big fat stupid mouth shut. This is isn't helping. <laughs> not that yeah, he'd ever hear right? this, but still. <laughs> I know. See, but, now like, he'll argue he, that it doesn't help if he talks. He thinks it makes it see, worse if he mal- talks. Malarkey. The only reason I call him a big, big fat stupid jerk is because he doesn't talk. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I, I actually kind of like the guy. I mean, but, well, I think the thing he doesn't understand is he's going to get flack for not finishing if he talks about it or not. <laughs> like, nothing's exactly, going to make yeah. that go away. Like, but at least keep us in the loop. Yeah, like, <laughs> if, if I feel like if he just told us, listen, you know, I'm 75 chapters out of 80 finished. Or I'm even 40 out of 80 finished. At least we know. You know, like, I'd rather know. He's got a dozen chapters done. That's all he yeah. has. <laughs> and that's what he's, maybe. every time he finishes a chapter, he's, re- he's releasing it as a, you know, like a Sample. free chapter. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just not telling anybody. He's like, all the wind is out. Pretty much everything See, I have done is out there. You got to just. I have it. two alternate and competing theories. One of which is that the only things he's ever written are the sample chapters, and that's it. Yeah, However, yeah. the other half of me genuinely believes that, like, I'm gonna wake up November first, and there's gonna be a blog post from him announcing a wind's release date. These are equal in my mind. I know. Well, that's called the you hoping, and you, that's your uh, what do they call it? Your your real your real brain and like your hopeful brain. <laughs> yeah, I think real brain might be a bit negative. Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs> All right. No, but like I, I seriously, I don't, I don't think he's gonna update us. I think it's gonna be. Another year before we even hear anything. That would be depressing. Honestly, yeah, it is depressing. So welcome to Chicky's world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you. Welcome to the pit of despair. <laughs> How many years has it been, Chicky? Like, actually, oh. this is a great question. How many? When's the? Do you know the first time that you read this chapter was? Well, I I read it right before Feast came out, so whenever that was, was that 2005? Okay, wow. that was the first time you oh, read it. You really six, waited 11? Oh my god. And that's not a thing. Like, we know people who've waited the whole goddamn exactly. time. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Like, I, there's no way I would have stuck around, especially because they didn't know HBO was doing a series, so they had nothing to hope for. Like, they just, they, just, like, they hoped that he would release books on a reasonable schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he would have if it wasn't for the show either. <laughs> I know, that's true, too. Mm-hmm. Well, how long just... was the wait between Storm and Feast? That was, like, pretty significant, wasn't it? was, like, it? eight like, years, or I seven think. years or something? Yeah, yeah, no, that was, years. like, five years. Okay. okay. And then but the Feast first three released five and a half or six. Okay, but it's been five years, 2017, right? Dance was 12? I think, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Dance was, was dance, no, dance was, little, was 11. Oh, it was 11. Dance was so 11. Okay, yeah. wow. So we've been five years. That big yeah. goober. <laughs> you know, I think we're coming up on the biggest, we're about to pass the line of where this will be the yeah. longest wait. Uh, you know what would be cool is to see, like, all the backstory he has written down. Because, like, that stuff's never going to go into a book. But I think, you know, like, just, like, the pages and pages of manuscripts of, like, backstory on everybody... And like connections and stuff. I think that would be a cool thing. Well, that'll go into a book once he's dead. There's not, there's gonna be someone. Somebody's gonna wanna cash in. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I think that'd be cool though. We'll get a version of something, but it's, uh, might not be what he exactly wanted, but as long as there's money to be had, it'll happen. That's true. Yeah, that's for sure. And on that cheerful note. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what about a season seven spoilers? You guys want to talk about it? No, <laughs> we gotta I, pin I, those I, for it. <laughs> we gotta pin that. Uh, Eon mailbag. <laughs> we got it. We got an anon. Um, the anon from Tumblr says, "Oh, Catelyn, she is one of my favorite characters, 
but her chapters just get more and more bleak and depressing as the story goes on, so I honestly skip some of them on reread. I'm looking forward on your analysis, though. But will there be a drunk cast or a few in between them just to make things a bit cheerful? I do miss drunk casts. Keep up with good work, and thank you for entertainment every week. That's, yeah, we have a week of endless depression. <laughs> Until she dies and then becomes an undead revenant. Season seven Pour some alcohol on that. Journeys. We do have a. I thought we did have a drunk cast scheduled for around Christmas time or New Year's or something, don't we? Am I making <laughs> no? No. Did I get no, canceled? No, it's just bleak. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, no fun to be what had here. What's funny about this is our drunk casts are getting kind of bleak because we talk about things like when fucking Wins is going to come out. And then yeah. How many cat chapters are there? Did you guys count? There are, um, oh, there's seven in Clash and then eight in Storm if you count uh, the epilogue. And then I think that yeah. there's 11 in Game. So I think there's like 26. Yeah, and it's, game isn't too dark. Like, game is, you know, it doesn't start getting depressing until... She play. only loses a husband in this one. It's not too <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like she takes it in stride. <laughs> she kind of does, actually, and then, you know, right? the her dad, her kids... Well, she starts focusing on the kids, exactly, yeah. She starts, like, being like, okay, Ned's gone, but, you know, <laughs> we made babies. Yeah. I mean, her thought, I mean, yeah, it's not... I mean, it's not a happy ending, that's for sure. But yeah. <laughs> I think, um, Agreed. I feel like Cat's chapters are really plotty, though. I mean, I think yeah, up until yeah. Storm. Like, in Storm, it, it's plotty, but it's also, like, just, it is, like, pretty, I mean, pretty sad and pretty upsetting. Yeah. But, but no, you're right. I never thought about it like that, but what you talked about in the beginning, like, how she gets to, we get to see Friendly. The only time we really see, like, you know, Rentley's army is through her. Then you meet Brienne. You see a lot of Jamie. So, like, yeah, she's, like, a pretty good conduit for the rest well, of the, the story. Only, the yeah. The only time we and see... And when we see the Eerie, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just characters we don't really, you know, at least on this podcast, we've never really talked about or, you know, at least talked yeah. about in, depth. in any depth. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Tyrion. Yeah. We're going to get to talk about Tyrion a lot. Yeah. We'll meet Bra- we actually no, but she's meet probably... Brock. Yeah. Yeah, she's covered, like, the most area for a character, really, besides until Brienne goes on her, like, you know, quest. Yeah, probably her and, I mean, Tyrion, obviously, but yeah, I mean, she's... Yeah, T-Dog. I feel like Tyrion, at the end, could be, like, Lomas Longstrider. Like, he's been everywhere now. Like, he could definitely write, like, a cool, like, you know, journey to Westeros. (laughs) Yeah. Was that it for messages? Or history. Yeah, that was it. That's what we have. Mm. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Anybody want to throw any last minute, last thoughts into this before we wrap it up here? I can't believe I just, you're really not going to talk about the foilers. Nope. Yeah, we, no. can, we could throw them in there. <laughs> I think, like, the thing that I was thinking about when I was reading this chapter is just, it's so interesting to see how he's kind of, you know, you read, like, this chapter, and then if you read Bran's last chapter in Dance, and kind of compare and contrast them, like, it's sort of like this is the skeleton. This chapter we just uh. read is the skeleton, and then it's become this, like, fully formed, really rich and dense thing by dance. And it, it's 
not better or worse. It's just kind of interesting how, you know, even the style of the chapters and everything else has just changed over the years. And it really is, I mean, I would just say read that last Brad Brand chapter after this one and just really get a a glimpse of how Well, he's really developed his writing style, too, which is, you know, like, I'm sure he's a good writer in game, but like his style, you know, like that we know of A Song of Ice and Fire, you know, he definitely like honed it in over the next couple books. Oh yeah, well he he clearly changed the story from this point too. You can yeah, oh yeah, exactly. yeah. Of that like in the, this chapter. The way Jamie is, yeah. you know, in all of Game of Thrones, frankly, the way Jamie is described and talked about, it's like he's definitely changed. Yeah, it grew in yeah. ways I don't yeah. think he expected, which is fun uh-huh. when you're writing. So yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's cool. Definitely. It's nice. All right. He lets his story live and breathe. Okay. Let's uh, wrap this up then. So we invite everybody to follow along with us reading the Catelyn chapters and send us in some messages along the way. You can do that at close the door and at gmail.com. Reach us at close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter at door podcasts. Please like, subscribe, review, and uh, recommend this podcast on all the things iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, etc. Support this podcast on Patreon, please. And uh, it's good to be back. Thanks for podcasting, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was a magical day for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I could have podcast all night. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we could sing and we could podcast till the sun comes up. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, I'm closing the door. Get out. Bye. <laughs>